0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Climbing Fierce podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping devoted Christ followers on the higher journey as they climb towards the plans, purposes, and presence of God. This podcast is built around the idea that life's not just a journey, but rather a purposeful climb to sovereign heights. I'm Hannah Schaefer, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Dr. Claudia Dempsey. We welcome you to journey alongside us as we explore common hangups, setbacks, and growth points on the journey of life, as well as some key strategies and resources so we can collaboratively climb together to reach new heights. This is Climbing Fierce. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Climbing Fierce. This is part two of our discussion about faith and how that is the foundation of so much of what we walk through. In life as a believer. Um, We're so excited to continue our conversation with you this week. Uh, Last week, we really left off talking about how our faith journey can be so different than what we might see a friend walking through in their faith journey or from what you might be hearing about from somebody's testimony. Um, And so, Claudia, I would love to start out with hearing, do you have a time in your life that you can think of where you looked at somebody else's life and said, why can't I have that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my
1: goodness. There have been plenty. I I think what was probably the greatest faith challenge for me is something that uh, we actually talked about a few episodes ago when my son Jesse joined. Mm. Watching my child not progress into adulthood with the same success, the same mm-hmm. wins, the same health as others, as their families. I, it really shook one, our, our sense of, what did we do wrong as parents? How did mm-hmm. we fail our kids? So almost the shaming of what did we do wrong? And then like, Lord, will, will my son be okay? Um, and needing to wrestle with that. And it's one thing to have to get to a place where you've got faith for your own journey. But then, and you talked about this with Lucy a little bit and um, just watching her grow, the influence of a parent and Mm -hmm. um, trying to step into a place of faith. Will I be okay if God allows my son to never recover, Mm -hmm. to never get to a place of health? So that was hard. And it was, I think what compounded is, what you were alluding to is this comparison of others, all of his peers They were marching on victories, successes, who's now engaged, who's succeeding, who's going on to grad school. We're having trouble making it through just one year of college. We're home now. He's home bedridden. And, and it got worse and worse. So yeah, that uh, was probably one of the most significant moments in my, my faith journey of just really pressing in and saying, God is a good God, whether we see victory here or not.
0: Mm, yeah. Gosh, that's so good. And so hard to look at. Uh, you want to celebrate with those people. Mm. You want to be able to genuinely yes. look at them, especially as brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. and say, that's amazing. Praise God. Um, and not uh, detest or even... Feel, you know, some type of negative way about what God is allowing your family to walk through while others, it seems like, are. And sometimes, actually, that's harder to do when you see non-believers succeeding. You're like, God, I'm being faithful to the best of my ability. Like, I'm really trying here. And I feel like the wicked are prospering Mm, is what it feels like.
1: I I think the whole point of comparison in general Mm -hmm. can be such a deterrent. Because this, there's this thought of, I need to be where they are. Or look, I've even done more. I've done more good spiritual things, and, and why are they progressing? Mm-hmm. So it's that compare and despair, man, that can really impact faith in a negative way.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we want to jump into our content for today. Uh, so Claudia, what is this process going to look like? What do we do in the here and now when it comes to our faith?
1: Yeah, so for anybody who's just like us we're, we're still on this faith journey we're going to always be invited to higher levels right. uh, wherever we find ourselves so i'd say to that point wherever you are in your walk with the lord i i'd recommend starting a new faith conversation with god um, even if you're you're far along in that journey uh, he's got more so if you're seasoned or whether you're young in your faith god has something that's going to go deeper And it's going to go further on in his purposes. And so in connection with that, to prayerfully consider how you can respond to the invitation of faith that's surfacing in this season of life. Uh, Again, scripture's clear. Faith without works is dead. Mm. So if you would say you have a whole lot of faith, yep, I've I've got so much, but it's Mm. never evidenced. It's never revealed. Mm. I'd have to ask how alive really is that faith? Uh, A living faith is going to be evident. It's going to be revealed through what we do, just like as you were talking, like a tree is going to yield fruit, that seed that's planted. It's going to yield that fruit just as our faith will, re, uh, will yield action. So if you want an action step, this is it. Take stock. Honestly, ask yourself, mm-hmm. is there clear evidence that we are navigating this journey from a posture of faith? And try to surround yourself with some who are even ahead of you on that journey.
0: Yeah. Man, that's really good. That second point is going to be my homework for this episode. Mm. Prayerfully consider how you can respond to the invitation of faith that is surfacing in this season of your life. I am taking that one, Mm. and I'm asking myself that question, so thank you for that. And God calling us into deeper faith in him can look like so many different things, right? It can look like believing what's true despite what you see, hear, and experience. But it can look like moving into a step of obedience you know that God is calling you to, even if people are saying, Hannah, water from the sky, that's that's never happened before. I don't think that that's what God's saying. Sometimes it looks like that. Or maybe trusting God is working all things for the good of those who love him, even when a situation doesn't seem to have any good in it. I can think of, you know, Claudia's story that she shared with her mom, like that was a story that many people could look at and say, there's no good in this. But faith says God is working all things for the good of those who love him. Or maybe it could look like trusting God's character when we can't see what his hand is doing in a situation. I mean, it could look like so many Mm -hmm. different things um, for each and every one of us where where you find yourself right now or might find yourself, you know, in, in the next couple of months or years. And so for maybe some of us listening, we're not sure if we've really been trusting God that we've been living by faith up to this point. If we've lived in a different country and maybe we were arrested for following Jesus, we're not actually sure if there would be enough evidence Mm. to convict us. And we have said over and over again on this show throughout the episodes that there is no shame for recognizing that some aspects of our lives are just not quite where we are want them to be um and that's why you're here that's why we're here so this is not something to feel bad about in fact i'd say if you do feel any twinge of conviction be encouraged by that that means that god has more for you shake off those chains of yesterday remember there is now no condemnation for those that are in christ jesus like we talked about last week and start today just ask god to do this new work in you
1: man that's good that'll preach my friend (laughs) we can we can close right there no that's so good (laughs) right it's it's all just start from this moment today's Mm -hmm. imitation of faith Mm -hmm. um and you know i've got one more maybe one more recommendation i'd tack on is to uh, this we mentioned this so many times in these episodes leading up to this put in truth scripture's clear that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so if you're at a place and maybe your faith is not where you'd like it to be or you (laughs) you see yourself struggling in a moment, get that word in. Um, And I'd also say take a look at what are you taking in? If it's not a lot of his truth, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Are you giving your mind an opportunity to even engage this opportunity the way he'd like? Mm. Um, I heard of a recent study done. Hannah, this one blows my mind. It was done by the Center of Bible Engagement. I don't know who they are. There's a center out there called uh, Bible Engagement. And they surveyed over 40,000 people when they were trying to assess... Uh, the significance of biblical intake, kind of like, okay, what does it really do in our lives? And what they discovered, well, man, I think it's mind blowing because their studies showed this: that exposure to God's word, if we take it in one time a week, and this can be through a sermon, this could be through a devotional reading, this could be through something as amazing as a podcast, <laughs> um, right? If you take it in one time a week, the result. It revealed a very small impact on that individual's life. So, you think of somebody going to that one service, a Sunday service, and that's all they're doing. It doesn't, the studies are saying it's not gonna have a huge impact on mm-hmm. their life. So, then this study, this team, then they looked at what happens when somebody takes it in twice a week. Surely we're gonna see some spikes here. It's gonna go up. And the results, again, they were marginal. There was no deep or significant difference. So, they're like, okay. We did one, we did two, how about three times? Surely they're going to start to see something, right? What they saw, surprisingly, was that the results were still negligible, meaning not a whole lot was happening in the life of the individual was taking in some element of God's truth three times a week. Hmm. So, I mean, it's a little discouraging. You're like, yeah. man, well, so what what happens here? So, drumroll, what they found is that when someone was consistently taking God's truth in four times a week or more, The results were extraordinary. That three to four jump was unbelievable. These are just a couple of their stats. Loneliness dropped in the life of the individual by 30%. The sense of feelings of anger by 32%. Bitterness dropped 40%. This is huge. Alcoholism decreased by 57%. Sex outside of marriage Hmm. dropped 68%. The sense of spiritual uh, spiritual stagnation. It decreased about 61%. And then this is another huge one. Pornography use dropped about 61%. So Mm. I think it really speaks to this. It's not just a one-time thing.
0: It's this lifestyle. Am I living in the truth? Mm. It's powerful. Wow. I, I, I'm just sitting here thinking for for someone that is like trying to be in the word or even like trying to pray more or, um, you know, it just doesn't feel like things are changing. It's like maybe just add one more mm. time a week mm-hmm. that you're doing that thing and i just wonder if you'd see some of that break breakthrough that we're seeing yeah. in some of those statistics because um you're like what's the difference between three and four i don't know but something right like something's in the water with that so yeah.
1: i was sharing this with a class recently and, and this was a it's a leadership course and i said to them you know i think we so often think of what program can i bring mm-hmm. what great gifts uh, gifts can i bring to bear what Sometimes the greatest gift is just getting them in God's truth. Mm. I get them into God's truth and this happens. You don't need me to be amazing. You don't need me to have all the right programs. So sometimes really just his truth. It's, it is alive and active.
0: Love it. Love it so much. Um, yeah. Alive and active. we, we just have to get in the routine sometimes of, of that intake. So another area I can personally speak to is community. My husband and I have been leading, um, a small group for a few years now, and we're involved in something that our church, we call discipleship band, but it's basically a group of three or four, uh, either men or women. And, um, You're just basically coming together over God's word in both of those settings. uh, And you're having real conversation about your faith experiences, about what God's doing right now in your life, um, about God's word and who he is. And, um, you know, any place that you can do that and learn from people um, about their lives and about their various things that God has led them through that is going to be an extremely wonderful opportunity for you to learn from others. And that community, Mm. at least in our experience, um, has been where we have learned some of our greatest, uh, lessons that have saved us from heartbreak that have saved us from mistakes. Like as people have been honest and vulnerable, um, But it also has just encouraged us like, okay, when we walk through something big and, you know, Claudia, maybe at another point, you know, I can share more about this. But, um, when Lucy was born, she actually was very, very, very sick, um, like five days into being born. And it was like, I mean, to this day it's still a mystery. Like she just started getting better, Mm -hmm. even though we were at the number one NICU in the nation in DC, um, those doctors started to look at us and say, you know, we're not really sure why she's getting better, but we'd rather have a healthy baby with no answers than a sick baby with answers. We were like, it's because all these people are praying for our child. Like Mm. so many people, like we did the math and we're like, there might actually be over a thousand people praying for Lucy and for her healing. And that's not even something we were asking people to pray for. So maybe we can share like more in detail another time. That'd be great. But it was the people that um, were willing to be vulnerable about, hey, this is how we did walk through faith or, hey, this is how we didn't and we wish we would have in this trying time. And I felt like Christopher and I, by God's grace, were able to walk in faith through that experience and say, we know Lucy is not ours. We know that she is loved more by God than she is by us. And saying that, we said those words, but it was obviously tearful and Mm -hmm. like trembling and um it doesn't mean it wasn't scary and we weren't fearful maybe maybe fearful is not the best word but you know we didn't know what was coming it could have been something life altering or right. um permanent for her whole life like we had no idea so um you know it's i it is the holy spirit and the faith that that he provides to us in moments like that um when he's truly so near but it's also being able to to walk side by side um, and hear stories of, of men and women that are That's older powerful. in the faith right. than us. You know, we knew, okay, this is like our first big moment of like, are we going to trust God with, mm. with this really hard, difficult trial? Or are we going to just like fold and be scared and Google everything that could be wrong. And we were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to like mm. take it a day at a time and trust that the Lord has purpose in this, even though we have no idea. <laughs> like we had no idea. We went from like four different hospitals in 24 hours because they were just like wow. moving her from place oh to place. Goodness. Yeah, it was wild. We so, do have to
1: unpack that more.
0: We will. Yes. Um, and something that we have started to do on our website uh, here at Climbing Fierce um. That website is Growth Point Perspective. Um, And something we've started to do is uh, provide inspiring testimonies and stories of faith because we believe that that sometimes is what unlocks and is so helpful to people in moments like Christopher and I walked through. And so you'll be amazed at the impact that it's going to have when you get up close and personal with those people who are further ahead on this journey of faith. Um, so we hope that you'll go check out some of those for sure.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, and the stories are so powerful. So mm-hmm. I know we're kind of winding down. I've got one last story to share. Mm-hmm. This one yes. has always been so moving for me. The story's told of a, um, uh, husband and wife and they've got a little boy and the dad is just he ex- is excelling business and it just pulls him away and he's he's absent a lot he's a good dad and he loves his family but he, he is just absent a lot and so there's just some bitterness in the heart of the son and mm. they're a little bit a little bit estranged in that just that the kid has always wanted his dad around more and he just couldn't be as available and so the The kid is in his early 20s, and the mom passes away. Hmm. And she was the link for this family. She kind of helped bring the the dad and the son together. And now without them, there was some real awkwardness now in this relationship. And the dad didn't know what to do. And he knew with some regret he'd been absent. So he's like, I've got to connect with my son. I, I, I need him to know what he means to me. And he knew his kid always really appreciated art. And the the dad had done so well financially that he invites the the young boy in and they start to collect some serious pieces of art. This Mm. is not just, you know, running down to the Michaels,
0: (laughs) getting a little hobby lobby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is some serious art and it becomes this shared passion they have, uh, it just sparks their relationship it becomes this driving mission and within kind of three four or five years their their relationship is tr- not only transformed they have now started to collect some incredible pieces of artwork and are actually have opened this little this little museum in their small town. They're like, let's just put some of this up. We don't want to hide this. Look at this art, the beauty of it. Um, And it was a time in life where things globally, there was some global unrest. And um, there were some things happening in other nations. And just in light of the way the dad had turned to the son and this investing in him, the son's feeling responsible to his nation. He's like, you know what? I'm going to enlist. I want to be available. I want to, I want to serve and show up the way my dad has done this for me in recent years. Mm. So he enlists and sure enough, you know, within months, um, he's called off to training and then he's sent off and the dad is just grieved, missing his, his son. And of course, worried about him. And, uh, but he gets these periodic letters. He hears from him every so often. And he's, you know, the agony of some of the stories and the, the, uh, the it's not pleasant, but he mm-hmm. knows his kid is enduring and he's just, you know, hoping the best for him. And then one day these letters stop and they're not coming in and the dad's fearing the worst. And so a couple of weeks goes by and then there is that knock on a door that no parent wants. And there's a, someone fully clothed in in a soldier's uniform there to bring the news to the dad. And he is devastated, um, but he's determined. He's like, I'm going to my son's legacy is gonna live on through this museum. So he starts to pour his money, his resources into expanding this museum and he he just is the purpose. It's what he's gonna live for. And a good six months to a year passes and there's a knock at the door and again it's a soldier in uniform. And the dad doesn't know what to expect and this guy's holding this large package. It's wrapped in brown paper. He's like, what is going on here? And the soldier says, uh, sir, I know you don't know me. But your son saved my life on the battlefield. And I know he loved art and I know you collect art and this is probably going to almost be an insult to your senses, but I didn't know what else to do to honor this man who saved my life. I drew his portrait and the dad just feverishly, you know, rips it open. And yeah, from an artistic standpoint, (laughs) this thing's terrible but to the heart of a father Mm. this thing is priceless in fact he goes to this small museum they've got in their town and he takes away like this picasso or whatever this main centerpiece art artwork was and he puts this picture of his son at the center place of this museum and this becomes his prized possession and he carries on for years collecting art and gains a bit of notoriety in the art world and people know about him and they're coming and seeing his collection um, and then in time, the father, you know, he gets older, he grows ill, he passes away, um, and it was a loss to the art community. But there was also this um, excitement because word got out that he was going to auction all of his art. All mm-hmm. of it was now going to be up for sale, and the art community is a buzz, you know, and they're they're all mm-hmm. going to flock to this small little town for an auction, and and they do. People from around the world come in, and this this little museum is packed and so they've got an auctioneer and he's trying to get everybody in that day and there's just oh so much excitement and amazement at the art that's been collected and he gets everybody's like okay attention everybody attention and he gets everybody silent and he says listen at the request of the father his most prized possession is going to go first and so um they somebody carries out and brings the picture of his son and you can almost hear like scoffing and from the artistic world, like, you've, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're going to show us this? This mm-hmm. is an insult to our senses. And the, you know, the, the individual kind of leading this, can kind of the auctioneer can see where this is going. He's like, OK, let's start at $1,000. Anybody, will anybody take this picture for $1,000, a portrait of his son? And nothing. Mm-hmm. It's crickets. And the auctioneer's like, man, I thought we'd get something. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it. I'll go to 500. 500. Anybody? 500. This portrait of his son. Will anybody take it? And it's and almost just now this snickering is happening, and mm-hmm. you just this joking of like, get this out of the way. Let's get started. 400. 200. One. Will anybody take this for 100? And a young man stands up in the back of the room, and he's fully clothed in uniform. He said, I, I will gladly take that. Actually, hundred dollars is all I have to my name. But I would love that because that's the man who saved my life, and so he like is proudly mm-hmm. gonna take this possession of this young man who saved his life, and everybody the the place erupts like they're excited, they're clapping, woohoo, and they're so happy for this guy getting this portrait. But probably even more happy, come on, let's get to the real bidding, let's get to the artwork. And so the auctioneer hits his gavel, gets attention. He's like, everybody, silence. I want to thank you for coming. The auction is over. Um, everybody's dismissed, and you, you could see you're like what. There's anger, there's frustration. They're kind of yelling out and he gets, he hits his gavel, silences everybody. He's like, listen, at the request of the father, the one who gets the son gets it all. And that's always stuck with me. When we think about faith, when we think about this journey and God says, if you get this one thing that matters, you're going to get everything that comes with it. My son, he's the center of my masterpiece. Everything I've ever done revolves around him. You buy into him. You get everything else that comes with it.
0: <laughs> You're looking at me with, right? It's I powerful. am mind blown. That's powerful. That is so powerful. I was like, oh, all the art. What's happening to all the art? Right, right. <laughs> wow.
1: It's, well, it's just the point here, again, for the Christian is a recognition of God's redemptive work through the gift of his son, his son, and then the promise of life, hope, and freedom. That mm-hmm. follows. What follows is incredible, but his son—if it—it'll never be more incredible hmm. than capturing and, and locking into the truth of his
0: son. Wow. Sorry, I'm really beside myself. Like I'm a little speechless about that story. <laughs> Claudia doesn't tell me these stories beforehand, in yeah. case you're wondering. <laughs> um, so these are my like real, real responses and and reactions. That is so so powerful. Um, you know, it it does make me ask this question i wanted to ask you this question already but it does make me that story makes me think about this question and and that is what happens if we don't walk by faith Mm -hmm. like what happens if we are the art uh people who love art i don't know what to call them right now but (laughs) what it like what if what if we're them or what if we choose to not walk by faith? Um, and obviously that might be more of like a translates to a salvation type thing. But, um, you know, even as believers, what's on the flip side of that coin mm. if we decide like we're, we're, we're just not going to do it? Yeah. It's too hard. We don't want to. Well, you
1: know, what comes to mind. And I alluded to this earlier. You think of the invitation of the 12 spies. There's a promise being offered. There's an, a, a provision of abundance being offered. And the request was, hey, go check it out. Will hmm. you will you step into this? Will you lean into this provision? It's gonna be big, it's gonna be scary, will you do it? 10 of the 12, like we said, they looked hmm. at it, they looked at the obstacles, they looked at the challenges and said, nope. Yeah. And then what happened? They missed out on all that got this, out. This kid hmm. saying yes to the sun. And all that followed. So you said early on, it's it's not the substance of our faith, like the thing I can hope in. It's the object of our faith. It's Mm -hmm. God. It's His Son. The work of His Spirit. Um, All that follows, we'll never know the full riches of what that is. But I can tell you, He He's promised us abundant life as we lean in and we grab hold of faith.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I don't want to miss out on the peace in the middle of an earth-shattering situation. Mm. I don't want to miss out on the abundant life that God is offering to me, no Mm. matter how much I have in the world's eyes. um, I don't want to miss what comes from building our life on the rock Mm -hmm. consistently Mm -hmm. and not like looking to sinking sand to put my hope in. Um, So thank you for that. That's really, really good. And I don't want you guys to miss out. I know faith is hard. I know that the labor is vigorous sometimes, but the sweet, sweet reward on the other side of that, we don't want to miss out on. Mm -hmm. So sweet friends, let's wrap up today's episode. Please don't miss this critical point. While faith takes us, Out of our comfort zone and invites us to trust in what we cannot see. It's not blind or half-hazard hope. Uh, There is substance to this faith. There is an anchoring rock that is the object of our faith, and it begins with embracing a relationship with Jesus. And we want to be here to help you process and press into that faith to accept the invitation to respond to the Father's love. And to understand that while there is an enemy seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, there is a savior offering life and not just life, but life abundant, free, full, purposeful, rich, but that life is not found without Mm -hmm. faith. So friends, will you join us today in committing to climb higher in your faith? It is a journey and it is a process, but together we can climb higher towards the plans, purposes, and presence of God. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast, wherever you stream your podcasts. Be sure to check out today's show notes for more resources, links, and helpful tools on today's topic. You can find these resources and more on our website at www growthpointperspective.com. If this podcast has been at all impactful for you or someone, you know, let us know, leave us a review or send it to a friend who might need to hear about today's topics. And if you have any questions or an episode idea for us, or you want to get in contact with our team, email hello at growthpointperspective.com. Until next time, friends go climb fierce.